Hello Ramblers and welcome to a little revisit of our series at the match which we made to bring you the atmosphere from some of the UK and Europe's most interesting grounds and games and which for obvious reasons while well, we're mostly indoors I've been really enjoying re-listening to of late and resampling the roar of the crowd. It's always great to go to Dortmund it feels to me everything that a football experience should be in terms of atmosphere and crowd participation and in those terms it's not really changed much since my first trip there back in 2003 when the team was poor but the experience was really enriching so we get into just how Dortmund have kept that experience and that feeling alive despite ascending to the ranks of the European elite in recent years and we try and possibly fail to make it away from the club shop without spending all our cash on chanting toasters and yellow and black snowmen to hang from the tree this is at the match from Dortmund versus Freiburg on 1st of December 2018 for the game so far, much quieter than normally in Westfalen with the fans protesting against uh, the continued use of Monday night kickoffs. And in a stadium where it's normally pure noise, <coughs> you're getting no organised support, so we're having spells where you can hear the whack of boot on ball. Very unusual. 
of the strangest aspects about this first half of boycott is we've got little pockets of fans starting chants and they're getting whistled down by their fellow fans. Really unusual situation. So the last time we spoke, Jens, the season was looking quite promising for Dortmund. Definitely. I, I guess this must be... But is it too early to say beyond your wildest dreams? It's definitely beyond my wildest dream. If, if you compare this to the last season where we really have been suffering, uh, this is uh, just crazy. And um, if you uh, think that last week just there was the verdict uh, for the guy that bombed the uh, BVB bus, yeah. so he has been sentenced to 14 years last year, last week, and uh, so it's crazy where we come from. We were basically a club on the bottom and now we are leading the league. It's just, uh, yeah, I, I would not have imagined that in my wildest dreams. Do you think people really forget the effect of the bus attack and how that stayed with especially the players? Because there wasn't a gap. I mean, Thomas Tuchel talked about it at the time, didn't he? The fact that they were made to, they were made to carry on. Did the players even get a chance to process it, really? Uh, yeah, it's, you you have to see that there's not so many of those players left that have actually been in the bus. So yeah. and it's you go to football, you wanna it's a recreational activity. So it's yeah. not like you wanna think about bombings or stuff like that. So yes, I think the fans easily forget about it, and it is just like this verdict now has remember reminded us. Yes. Uh, uh, that where we come from and it, that it has it has not been so long ago and yeah it's uh, it's just amazing that we now uh, have a team that actually is able to lead the league and uh, oh there's somebody thank you okay. <laughs> helping me with the beer <laughs> that's Dortmund <laughs> when the Swedish man comes and brings you a beer but that is the international flavor of it it is international flavor I mean you have experienced it here you have been fellow uh, you have been meeting fellow English people and uh, now the Swedish and the Finnish Finns, Finns yes. everything so yeah well, well, well we'll come back to that aspect of it in a minute All right. because, because it's, it's, it's very interesting of, of, of course um, but as this special season shapes up, there's all mm. sorts of other stuff happening off the pitch as well. Yeah. Um, part of that, w w when we last spoke, it was after Dortmund beat Nuremberg 7-0. Yes, and slightly different game today <laughs> yes, against Freiburg. Those, those still a win. But yeah. again, I mean, I, I found it, it was the most, one of the most unusual experiences that I've been at at a football match when there was the fan protest mm. at the game against Nuremberg because in a crowd of nearly 80,000 people it was at the time for the first 20 minutes when there was that silent protest yeah. you could hear you could hear the players boots hitting the ball yes. which is extraordinary when you've got that many people in the stadium I mean it wasn't quite as quiet as, as, as that today but for the first half there was no organised nothing support and tell us why that is yeah, that is because of uh, protests against Monday games. Uh, right now we have like five or six Monday games per season in the Bundesliga. Now this is something that's extraordinary to a lot of English people who yeah. will be listening to this because Monday night football has been something that's been part of, part of the fabric of the Premier League for 20 years, maybe more. Really? Why is it that, that German fans just can't get on with the idea? Yeah, I 
Monday is just not for football, you know. And I'm I'm an also an away supporter, so I go to away games. Like mm. I don't drive, I don't go to all the away games, but maybe ten or so per season. And it's nice to have the option. Yeah, and uh, if I'm uh, going to a Monday game, I have to take the day off basically mm. to go somewhere. If I have to go to Freiburg, then I have to take the next day off as well. So that's mm. like two days of holiday already gone. And if that goes on and on, so we are looking for fan-friendly uh, uh, kick-off times. And uh, even though they have announced now that from the next uh, TV contract starting in uh, 2020, um, there will be no Monday games in Bundesliga. It's still the problem that they have a Monday game every week in the second Bundesliga. And the and, third as well. And the third. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think also in the fourth they are quite flexible. So... Uh, we are fighting for all the leagues now, so that's why we had this silent protest today. So is, is that a symptom of how television runs football more than it should these days? The fact that it, it feels like there should always be something on that every day of the week there should be some football for yeah. for people to watch. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, It has uh, uh, switched a lot. Uh, the people inside the stadium, they don't count as much. It's more about the TV spectators. They sit at home. Uh, they want to be entertained every day uh, of the week. So why not give them a Monday game? But the people that actually have to go there and, you know, create all the fuss because there would not be um, there would not be so such a fuss about football if there was would not be the support and the, the atmosphere inside the grounds uh, that's what draws also the attention to the actual football games so well, that's it it's, it's something that is very powerful and I think to me it's curious that fans outside Germany mm. at least I mean there's quite a there's still quite a lively fan movement in Germany and a sense yeah. of, of supporters right whereas elsewhere I think we're, we're a little bit downtrodden and we kind of accept things are how they are but in fact as the supporter you do have a great deal of influence a great deal of potential influence and control that's right. because they need you in the stadium it's not the same spectacle without it I mean there's been a lot of talk about it in England recently and I think maybe we've not thought about it that much before because when you had the fans banned from Croatia versus England you have you know two teams who got to the last four of the World Cup and you know one finalist and it just looked like a rubbish kickabout yeah. because there was no fans and you know the players talked about how it was eerie a lot of the journalists who went said it was a really unpleasant experience it is part of the television experience isn't it yes definitely uh, it uh, the actual football, I think it wouldn't uh, interest uh, about half as much people than, you know, if there was not such a great craze about it. And that is the people going to the stadiums, creating the atmosphere. And we are in the lucky uh, position here in Germany that most of the clubs still are actually we call it a verein so it's the members of the club that actually get the say who is the head of management yes. and uh, we get to vote for that every uh, year and I know it's a bit of a foreign concept to the English uh, uh, but you have to say that back in the 80s or even 90s we have been looking at England and saying like wow that is the top standard for support mm. in a football uh, and nowadays you see lots of tourists because everybody who can just about afford a ticket uh, gets to go but you know it's people coming over for one match they travel in they travel out they don't care if they have to pay 50 or 80 or 150 pounds or whatever yeah. and uh, it's 
you you have lost that core fan base and yeah. um, I don't uh, I thought it was quite striking when we played against Arsenal we had the Arsenal supporters here in the uh, center of the city and they were just tearing the place down it was so great they were singing for each individual player they had a song it was so yeah. great and then they come into the stadium and boop silence and they just don't support anymore they supported more on the marketplace than they would support in the stadium a sense I, I think I think it's partly to do with the cost I think it's the, the, the sense that when you come to the stadium you're part of the experience you're part of the spectacle whereas I think for people who've paid a lot of money sometimes there's I've paid a lot of money you have to impress me yes. and then maybe I'll respond they want to they want to be entertained yeah. and uh, here in Dortmund it's a different thing because you know we uh, The club is the one main thing that we have here and uh, it's just, you know, a common thing to go every uh, week to the games and, yeah, you want to support the uh, team and um, I think that's really different. You have to have a certain margin of tourists coming over and I think it's great that we have so many international fans coming over. You've seen them today like the Swedes and the Englishmen and yeah, they, they said that they've been talking English in the, in the uh, stands in the north today. So yeah. uh, I think that's great It's uh, because as a city, Dortmund has not such a great appeal to uh, foreign tourists or anything. So I think that's the football puts us on the map. But the core of the fans is the fans from Dortmund or from the area who come and have a season ticket and who come back uh, no matter if it goes well or not so well for the club. So the, the club have managed that quite well actually haven't they because I, I guess the thing that struck me about, mm. about Dortmund I mean when you guys came over to London for the Champions League final right. I mean it, it, was, it was an extraordinary thing really because um, London is a, a city with, say, 10 professional teams yes. and always a huge clutch of teams in the Premier League. But yet, you could go around London and live your life and not really realise that <laughs> football existed. Really? Whereas, yeah, I, th I, think, you, I think you could. Um, whereas, for the, for the couple of days up to the final, you know, you had a couple of parties in pubs yes. in the centre of London. And... It kind of took Bayern and Dortmund to say, hey, there's a big football thing happening. Yeah, it was crazy because I've been at that game, actually. I've been in London for like two days before the game and, you know, we walked uh, around the city sporting our colors and there was, yeah, a bus driver just waving and stopping <laughs> and just waving at us. It was just crazy. It was great that, you know, everybody just acknowledged that we had come over and I think, you know, we were at Trafalgar Square with I don't know how many thousands of fans of Borussia and it was, yeah, that was a great experience and yeah, it was also extraordinary that two German teams played there, of course. Der Spieler mit der Nummer 1, Marco! 
talking about the the, the, the 2013 final as a, a, a sort of pivotal point. Yeah. I mean, Dortmund as a club kind of not changed their image, but started to, to the club started to market their image in a very particular way. Yeah. Didn't they? And at, at that point. You know, it, it can almost become a bit of a cliche. How do you think Dortmund remained to such a real experience rather than just turned into another brand and another slogan? Yeah, I think, of course, they tried to market that and that's what they could market uh, and may, what makes Dortmund special maybe is the amount of fans that we pull every, uh, every week. Um, and of course they came up with the slogan echte liebe which means real love yes. which uh, nowadays sounds a bit cheesy but back then when we had Jurgen Klopp and that team of young a lot of them homegrown players yeah. that was so fitting so even the hardcore fans uh, to a wide range could identify with that slogan and of course it, it, it just doesn't go on like that it just doesn't work like that for us as well but uh, what makes us special is the stadium here the 25,000 stand uh, tribune that we have the Südtribüne that yeah. is what makes it special and that's you know of course that is what the uh, club realized that it's a unique selling point yes do you think so many of the fans responded so well to that a because the the team were doing so well and b because actually it was still really close to where the club nearly went under wasn't it I mean it was yes. what five six years on from that yeah 2015 basically the club was broke and it was 2005 yeah, two, yeah. oh sorry 2005 <laughs> I got mixed up there 2005 the club was broke and it was uh, not uh, sure if we even would get a license to play in the Bundesliga uh, further uh, there were still people calling that saying that we should not have gotten the license back then so uh, yeah that was for me and my fan uh, in my time as a Borussia Dortmund fan that was the most horrible experience I ever went through because we didn't know would, would there be something uh, next year to go to and it would have been devastating not only for the club but also for the city of Dortmund yeah, yeah. so do you feel do you still feel grateful for everything that's happened since then oh yes very very much we have been celebrating two uh, uh, championships two cup wins and like a Champions League final it's mm. it's amazing to me that how we could bounce back from that because yeah it yeah there was nothing we were on the verge of getting relegated a few times back mm. then and just a few years later we were champions that is incredible it's yeah like, so how much was Klopp the the right man at the right time not just for the team but for the club and for the community and someone for the fans to respond to yeah one thing about Jürgen Klopp is that he's just not a coach he is the coach and on top of that he's the best ambassador you can uh, ever imagine for a city and, or for a club and he just gets everybody lined up behind him so I think it fits very well that he went to Liverpool which yes. is also a town that is a little bit declining uh, old uh, uh, factories that are not run anymore and uh, I don't know but I think he fits very well at Liverpool and also he has implied uh, he has yeah, he has them playing a little bit like we used to play with yes. this, uh, um, yeah, counter-attacking football and yeah. the fast, fast attacks and everything. So, yeah, he's just a person. It was crazy that we got him in here. 
and for him as well. He has been uh, growing so much here at Dortmund because before that he has just, you know, been battling relegation. And now he is one of the most sought-after coaches in Europe. And, and I suppose, like, his whole personality and how he is on the touchline and how he relates to people, that must have been something that's quite difficult to replace when he left. Never mind the football side of yeah. it, but just him as a person. Yeah, that's impossible to replace. We had uh, Thomas Tuchel afterwards, who's a, a great specialist when it comes to tactics, but he's just not that persona who unites the fans and yes. unites uh, the whole city. Then we have been struggling, and even now, where we are super successful this season under Lucien Favre, but Lucien Favre is also not that kind of guy. If you go to a presser with Lucien Favre, he will say basically nothing at all. Yes. You ask him about something and he will say something completely different in uh, return. Mm. He just doesn't answer the questions. He uh, pretends to not speak German very well on those presses. <laughs> it's crazy. That's one of his methods. Just, you know, so nobody can pin him down to anything that he says. But he's a super expert when it comes to football. Yes. And he's a very likable guy. So that's a combination. But Klopp in... Uh, The whole thing, that cannot be replaced. talk about that connection with the fans how important is it to have Marco Royce leading the way this season and to have Mario Goetze back in, at least back in the team I mean you wouldn't say necessarily back at his best but you know you talk to people at the start of the season and they were a bit worried about Mario Goetze's future but you know he scored that that goal against uh, Augsburg which was pretty emotional moment wasn't it here, yeah. here at Westfalen how important is it to have those guys still sort of leading the team in a, in a way for the fans so I would uh, have to split my answer there because it's a really really uh, difference Mario Götze is uh, seen very very critical in the Dortmund fan base I mean a lot of them because he went he, to Bayern yeah and, and the way he went just yeah. uh, announced uh, weeks before the Champions League final in 2013 and also he's one of the top earners we have here and he has never really uh, stood up uh, to that with uh, what he does on the pitch. I have to give him personally credit for that he really tries as hard as he can. He runs, he does things. Yeah. But he's not that player that makes the difference. And on the other side, Marco Reus, uh, who is from Dortmund as well, just like Götze, mm. 
who grew up here as well. But uh, Marco Reus is very much rooted in Dortmund, and he's a world-class player if he's at his best. And this season he is at his best. And um, yeah, he he could have gone anywhere. And he, uh, when we were on a relegation spot, he renewed his contract. Yeah. So I think Marco Reus is some of the player, uh, one of the players who didn't really get the credit that was due to him because. The fans really couldn't relate to him so much because he's a shy guy, doesn't say so much. Yes. But this season, when they awarded him skipper and uh, made him lead the team, uh, he really stepped up and he really came through. And I, I must say that I'm amazed that of how today was not maybe not his best day, even though he scored the decisive one nil. But um, he's really the team leader nowadays, and I, I just didn't think he had it in himself. And uh, he's he's going to be one of the great club legends because, yeah, he's going to when he finishes his career, he's going to be here for so many years and has played so many games. So. And he might still end up this season as a, as a champion. Yes. That, that's possible as well. Yes, and he's uh, it, for him it was the cup win, uh, was the first title he ever won as a player. So yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy that such a world-class player has never won a title before. So he was maybe the one that uh, uh, wanted to, uh, to win that one just more than anybody else. And uh, so, yeah, I think now is the season of his lifetime. fan movement around the club I mean it's clear that there's some common ground between supporters of different Bundesliga clubs which we don't always say in the Premier League if someone brings up pricing someone will say yeah I, I, I agree football's too expensive but if you're saying my club's tickets are too expensive you're criticizing my club which is a crazy thing really you've still got that commonality here which is a which is a really great thing how does that work even between rival clubs yeah it's crazy um you had uh, there was meetings of the ultras groups of different uh, uh, clubs uh, like from the first to the third division they were all there and they could sit in one room and in the end come up with something that that they spoke with one voice and that is really powerful so uh, they really made some statements and uh, i think they now realized how powerful they really are because uh, it made the german football association really change uh, their ways in some some way so i i think um, Yeah, what we've seen now with the protests, I hope it doesn't happen so often because that is really the last line that you can draw, that that you're just being silent and don't support the club. Um, I hope it doesn't happen too too often, but I think that fans are really uh, very well aware these days uh, how powerful they really are. And of course the fact is that the Bundesliga, which arguably has never been as successful internationally, it's got TV deals in lots of different countries, it markets itself digitally very, very well, but it it, it, marks, it markets, its, markets itself as football as it's meant to be. Right. So without the atmosphere, 
it's not worth anything, is it? That's right. And uh, I think that's also the uh, feedback I get from all these international fans I talk to, and I talk mm. to a lot of them, um, that they come here because like the prices are affordable, mm. you have the atmosphere, you have the standing, uh, and you, you have the beer inside the stadium at an affordable price. So it's mm. the whole uh, experience that makes people come over. And I think, yeah, step by step, even the federations uh, uh, really realize what they have here and that that is uh, the unique selling point of the Bundesliga because we will never have the Ronaldos or the Messis here because that's just not how this league functions. We, we are not a player's league, we are more of a fan's league actually. never stops here in Dortmund. This was a Stakhanov production.